Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. At the start of 2021, I set an intention that reflected how I was going to show up in the world. It boiled down to one word, focus. Now, I set this intention because it was aligned with both my values and it supported the goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. I talk about it in episode 21 of the HR Mentor, if you want to learn more about intention setting and a bit about my process. Now, as I live this intention each and every day, and I reflect on the progress I'm making, I've come to realize that there is another critical element that drives success. This element is important for anyone who wants to achieve big goals, and even more so for people like me and likely many of you who enjoy helping and supporting others and generally making other people feel good about themselves. It's also so important for women to learn as early in their career as possible. And what I'm talking about, this element, is boundary setting. Today, I want to share my thoughts on why I think setting boundaries is super important to career and life success and basically your overall satisfaction and how you can tell if you need to set a boundary with someone. And in fact, I'm setting a boundary myself today because this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than the others. My family and I are in the middle of a big move right now, and I'm protecting my time and my energy uh, so that I don't burn myself out through this process. That said, I think this topic is going to resonate with a lot of you. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. The other day, I heard the most interesting statement in a course that I'm taking for female entrepreneurs. The two co-instructors were talking about time, and they said, Time and money are renewable resources. Listen to that one more time. Time and money are renewable resources. Credit for that bit of wisdom goes to Rachel Rogers, founder and CEO of Hello7. Now, at first, that statement might sound kind of funny, especially as it relates to time. But after letting it settle in a little, it made a lot of sense for me. Time has always felt like a diminishing resource for me because I'm so busy, like many of you are. But over this last little while, I've started to really reevaluate my relationship with time and busyness. And what that's revealed to me is that my lack of time is not really a lack of time, but poor decision making and a lack of boundaries on my time and how I spend it and who I spend it with. When we talk about the importance of setting boundaries, I think that there are three reasons or aspects of our life and our person that are so much better off when we get really clear about who and what we spend our time on. 
the most literal or obvious aspect of our lives that is improved with boundary setting is time itself. When we are really clear about how we're spending it, the time we do have is better spent. Doing the things that fill us up, make us feel good, and help us achieve our goals. The other two improvements that we see when we set clear boundaries is our energy and our respect, our respect for ourselves and the respect we get from other people. So let's go back to time for a moment. You see, one of the things that's so interesting about time is that many of us think we have less than other people. And this is just simply not true. You see, I have the same 24 hours as anyone else on the planet. The same 24 hours as Jacinda Arden, as Michelle Obama, Brene Brown, Oprah Winfrey, Malala Yousafzai, all women I admire. And we all have the same amount of time as they do. But we can create more time by being more critical of how we spend it. And that's where boundaries can help. Setting boundaries will allow you to create more time by saying no to spending time on activities and people that are not in alignment with your values, goals, or that just generally make you feel lousy. And this also goes for how much time you spend thinking about those other people. One of the examples of things that chew up a lot of my time or can and that I get a lot is, can I just pick your brain on this quick HR slash career problem? And while there's nothing wrong with the ask, I want to be really clear about that. I'm not judging people that ask me for help. I'm in a helping profession and a teaching profession. But I also want to be clear, and this is something that I've realized, there is nothing wrong with me creating a boundary about my time and working for free. Sometimes lines can get blurred in our professional and personal relationships, and it's not really the fault of the person asking you for help. But if you always say yes, like I used to, and then you work yourself to the point of exhaustion, always doing things for free, then that's a you problem. It's a me problem. And it's a problem that we can both fix by setting, by setting a boundary on how we spend our time. As a university instructor, I do spend a lot of my work time sharing advice and guidance with my students. And that is part of my job and a very enjoyable part. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do that outside my teaching role or every time someone asks me. And you don't have to either. If you feel like you want to replenish your time resource, try and take a really good and very critical look at how you spend your time. 
One of the things I have been doing as part of this course that I'm taking is jotting down throughout the day how I spend my time and which of those activities are doing things for others that I could potentially be saying no to or referring people to other resources that can help them. I don't always have to be the one giving the advice and providing the direct support. So time is a really big one when it comes to setting boundaries. You will find that you have more time if you learn to set clear boundaries on what you spend your time on. All right, let's talk about the next one, your energy. Time and energy often go hand in hand, but they're a little bit different. When I look at energy and setting boundaries, I look more at how I want to spend my time and who I want to spend it with. I don't know about you, but doing things I love and spending time with people that I enjoy gives me a lot of energy. It boosts me up. I feel really good when I'm engaged in a task like preparing for this podcast or creating a course or teaching my university classes. And I can truly lose track of time because my energy stays so high when I'm engaged in those activities. Now, some people might find those types of things draining, but for me, they make me feel excited and frankly, very satisfied. But when I'm doing things that I don't enjoy or spending time with people that are not really aligned with me, it quickly drains my energy. I start to lose focus. It takes me longer to complete things. And that's usually when I start to procrastinate. So setting boundaries related to people or tasks that rob you of your energy can be a huge catalyst to accomplish your goals. It only makes sense when you're doing things that give you energy, you're going to get a lot more done and you're going to enjoy the journey to accomplishing it. So if you're feeling particularly drained at any point, try and settle in with that feeling and think, is there a boundary I could be setting here? Is there someone I should be spending more or less time with? Is there a task that I should be spending more or less time with? Maybe it's that you need to bring in more of those energy-boosting activities into your day each and every day to keep your energy up and say no a little bit more to the things that don't. The third area that really benefits from clear boundaries is respect and respect for yourself and getting respect from other people. Think about someone you really respect. It could be a public figure, someone you work with, maybe a member of your family. Think about why you respect them. For me, the people I respect the most respect themselves. They speak up when they see something is wrong. They don't let other people walk all over them. And they set really clear boundaries on what they will and will not do or accept. It doesn't mean that they walk around all day telling people what they will or will not do. It doesn't mean they're mean-spirited. It doesn't mean they're reactionary when people ask them for help. That's not really boundary setting. But they are very careful about who they spend time with 
And when a relationship is off or not working, they don't just ignore it and hope that it goes away on its own. Because as we both know, that doesn't really happen. These people speak up. They ask for what they need, and they are very clear about what is okay and what isn't. I have to say, and I might get in trouble for this, my daughter is actually incredibly good at this. And for a teenager, it always surprises me to see how she sets boundaries with people. And I admire the hell out of her for never wavering on what feels right for her. She knows when to speak up, and she does, and she sets really clear boundaries on her energy and what she will accept from friends and people she interacts with. And I'm sure it's been difficult for her in some situations, but protecting her energy and respecting her viewpoints is really important to her. And I just love that she's figured this out at a young age. And and I hope that she sticks with that as life becomes more complicated when you enter into deeper relationships and work settings. Now, as an emerging HR practitioner, you may not have been in the position yet where a manager asks you to turn a blind eye to something or someone in a meeting says something jokingly and it offends you, but then they tell you not to overreact when you do react. It was just a joke after all. And as a more junior person, you may feel that this is wrong and it may go against your beliefs and values, but you feel uncomfortable saying something. I've been in that situation many times and there are times where I haven't spoken up. Don't feel bad about that. I also know lots of senior people who don't speak up when they see things that should be called out or addressed. But I can tell you from experience, being on both sides of that equation, not speaking up and speaking up, which I'm getting much better at, that once you set a boundary about what people can say about you or to you or ask you, they start to respect you more. And even more importantly, you start to trust and respect yourself more. And that feels really good. Learning to set boundaries with people shows them that you respect yourself, and in turn, that garners respect from them. And to be honest, I think calling out someone's misstep or quote-unquote bad behavior also shows that you respect them. Because I always say people don't try and do a bad job. People don't get up in the morning and try and alienate people and make them feel lousy about themselves. But sometimes people just don't have a filter or no one's ever told them that what they're saying or doing is offensive or draining of someone's energy. Again, in a lot of ways, if it's bothering you, then you should be the one to speak up. I'm not saying excuse bad behavior ever, but if you speak up and you set a boundary, you're respecting yourself, you're garnering respect from them, and you're also showing them respect by telling them when they're offside. So I think that those are the three areas where you will notice a huge difference if you start to look at where you can set boundaries in your life, your time, your energy, 
and respect for yourself and respect from others. So how do you know you have to set a boundary with someone or with some activity? Well, this is a little bit of an individual experience, but it does have a lot to do with how you feel in certain situations. And as I've thought about this in my own experiences with boundary setting, I came up with a list of six questions that I think you can ask yourself to see if a boundary might be helpful in your life. And we're going to run through these fairly quickly. The first one is, are you spending time doing things that don't align with your values? If you know what your core values are, you know that being in alignment with them feels right. It feels good. And when you're not living and working in align with them, alignment with them, you feel off. So the first thing you can do is revisit your values and see how much time you spend on things that are a fit or with people who also align with those particular values. And if you aren't sure what your core values are, definitely check out episode three of the HR Mentor podcast because I walk you through a process that you can follow to help identify your core values and talk a little bit about why it's important. The second thing you can ask yourself is, are you spending time doing things that don't align with your goals? You've probably set some goals for this year. Maybe it's to land your first HR role. Maybe it's to accomplish a big project. Maybe it's something in your personal life. And you probably have some smaller things that you want to accomplish as well, things that don't seem so daunting or or big in your life. Now, ask yourself, how are you doing on your progress with them? I check in on this all the time, and this is usually where I know I'm not setting clear boundaries with what I spend my time on and where my energy goes. If I'm not making progress on my goals, is there a place where I need to set a boundary? If you feel like you're not spending any time working towards your goals, then maybe you do as well. Maybe this is a place where the people you're spending time with are not supportive of those goals. Well, maybe you need to spend less time with them. Or maybe you're just simply doing things for other people instead of doing things to help you achieve what you wanted to achieve. So ask yourself if you're spending time on things that don't align with your goals. The third question is, do you feel frustrated, angry, annoyed, resentful, or disappointed when you're engaged in a particular activity or with a specific person? If any task or person generally makes you feel lousy and angry and disengaged, I really think you need to question the task or person being a big part of your life or any part of your life. Yes, some things just have to be done and can be small annoyances. For example, doing your taxes. But if you're feeling really strong negative emotions around a task or person, it might be time to put some distance between the two of you. The fourth question, do you feel drained and lacking energy when you're engaged in any particular activity or with a person? 
Again, if you're doing things or spending time with people aligned with your values, you will generally feel some pretty good vibes. But if you feel exhausted after you're done with them or the task, then you may need to draw a pretty firm line in the sand about whether or not you spend time and energy with that person or on that activity. The fifth question, and this is a really big one for me right now, are you spending time doing a lot of things for free? This is a tough one. For some people, there's this expectation that people in helping professions should just do things for free. And I think a lot of women get asked to do things for free. It's often prettied up with the offer of maybe a connection, could be a return favor, some exposure. But dear people, connections don't feed the kids or put a roof over someone's head. And this is really a respect issue. Your time and your mental and emotional labor are worth something. And you should not be giving that away for free. Believe in yourself and what you have to offer and don't sell yourself short. Now, this is different than choosing to volunteer for a charitable organization or something like that. I'm talking about the, can I just pick your brain and you give up a half an hour of your time and you do the work for free, work that you would normally be paid for right? I'm not suggesting you don't help out a great friend. I'm not asking my friends to help me move because I'm too old for that. But but there's a difference between helping a friend that gives you energy and you enjoy helping versus someone asking you to do your paid work for free. So really think about that. If you have your own business, or you're in a helping profession and people are quote unquote picking your brain outside of your paid time, you might need to set a boundary with people. And it feels really good to do that. At first, it might be uncomfortable. It is for me. But over time, you'll start to see people will respect you more. Okay, the sixth and final question. Are you struggling with decision making? And do your decisions focus more on how they will impact others rather than how they will impact you? If you're always worried about how your friends, your family, your coworkers, and your community will view the decisions you make about how you spend your time and energy, you may need to set a boundary. And this one might be with yourself. It's okay to make decisions that benefit you your life, and your family, none of us should live solely for other people, even mothers, despite what society sometimes tells us. You are deserving of love, joy, and work, and people that fill you up and make you feel fantastic. And you and you alone are the only person that can give yourself the tremendous gift of a life well-lived, on your own terms. This is so critical to feeling satisfied and having a meaningful life and career. So let's quickly recap. I believe there are three key reasons setting boundaries are super important. 
your time, your energy, and respect for yourself and from others. And if you're not sure if you should set a boundary with someone or some role you have taken on, you can check in with yourself to see how you feel when you engage with that person or that task. If you feel lousy, resentful, or like the life is being sucked out of you, chances are you need a boundary. If what you're doing or who you're spending time with is out of alignment with your values or goals, chances are you need a boundary. And if you're doing a lot of unpaid work for others and making decisions based on what is best for someone other than you, chances are you need a really big boundary. I do realize that it's not always easy to set those boundaries. And as I always say, I am a huge work in progress myself. But I also know that by taking small steps to make these changes, I feel more satisfied, fulfilled, and energized each and every time I say that something is not for me. And that feels amazing. I really hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you did and you feel like sharing some love, head on over to Podbean or Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really love getting your feedback. If you haven't yet discovered your core values, please give episode three a listen and see what a difference that can really make. As always, I am incredibly grateful that you took the time to listen to this episode and for all your support. Thanks for being here. Take care. Bye for now.